Okay, we are live. Let's go. I feel like needs to be said. Ryan's on the show. Ryan Buckeye Fit Butters is here. Jared Gerotes, Elastic Sweet, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, Ryan and I know each other, so this will be familiar. Uh, Let's get into it right now. Give us a little bit of the story. When did Fit Butters start and who did it start with? Yeah. Boom. Right in the middle of COVID, man. Like literally we launched April 7th, 2020 in the middle of COVID. And uh, it was my wife and I in our thousand square foot one or two bedroom apartment in Minneapolis. Um, and it has been a hell of a ride since. Give us a uh, shout out some of the stuff that you do digitally, like your, your program, just give it to us. Give us a few things that you do. Yeah. So I run another business called Fitness Informant. So during COVID, and to keep this short, like businesses were not selling as much supplements as they were in the past. So I was losing revenue from there. And just like you want to diversify your portfolio, I diversified my businesses, started a new business, figured food's going to be decent. Right. Uh, but we, we put out content in the fitness uh, world, sports nutrition world that can help consumers make educated, better decisions for themselves to make sure that the money that they're spending is actually going to work for them. So there's a a program and you should follow them. And then I'm going to get into some other stuff because I know you do podcast stuff too with another one of our buddies and and things like Lita Littis more often. Um, Give us like the last uh, uh, review you did so that there's context to this. Yeah, we just reviewed a pre-workout product from a company called Cellucor, massive brand. You see them in Costco, Walmart, and the internet, small little community of internet people who are obsessed with this thinks that the brand is not good because it's a big brand. And I had to let them know that it is good and they do make good stuff. Um, It's just, you have to search for it and we provide that for the customer. So that way they don't have to search too hard. Shout out Doss. No, you didn't No, you didn't (laughs) need it. Uh, Just saw you got an entrepreneur of the year or whatever that way it was. Uh, Yes. It's a big brand and another plug. I, I like C4. I've taken it, it for now many years. I don't do the switch off and on. It never really worked. I just found one that worked. That's where you put that to the side. Let's talk about Fit Butters. Um, give it to us. Like, wh- How did you get going? What was the first step that you did as far as getting it off the ground? Yeah, people think that, probably think that I've been doing this for a while. Literally from ideation to execution, it was 10 days. Uh, at the end of March, my wife and I, we food processed a, a bougie nut butter. She eats them. She buys them. I don't. I thought, Hey, this is really, really good. I think it's better than what I've had the ones that she's gotten. Um, and then within that 10 day span, I got the LLC. I filed the trademark, built the website, designed the labels, redid the labels, launched and shipped our first orders again, like within 10 days. So it was quick, but I have experience because I worked at general mills. I worked at Hormel. So I have food marketing background, brand experience, coupled with my digital experience on FI, and here we are, you know, 15, 16 months later, and we're the number one selling nut butter at vitamin shop and things are just blowing up. Let's talk digital though. Uh, did you originally just set up a website? If so, did you use a Shopify or something and then just use your platform? By the way, again, just to, to so that there's a little bit of context, you have a following on Instagram, for instance, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, you have a, 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 what I consider a fitness bodybuilding background. So you have some legitimacy there so you can get those first few orders out the door. Give us some context around that. I think that provides some value to people. Yeah. I mean, legit, we, we leveraged uh, fitness informant platform on Instagram. We have, you know, 20 plus thousand followers, not a lot, but I have trust consumers trust in me. So I really leveraged that. And I thought, you know, DTC is going to be this business. I priced it 
So we could do retail if we wanted to. I didn't expect it to happen so quick. Um, like I said, we bought a hundred plastic jars to start and we sold out of those in the first you know, four minutes uh, and things kind of scaled from there. But I really leveraged my fitness informant platform. Now, not so much because I don't need to. So Fitbars is its own brand, stands on its own legs. But in the beginning, yeah, I was going to leverage every asset that I had that I had built over the last you know four or five years and it worked. Talk about the collaboration. I do know that you use uh, a protein source. Give it to us. How, why did you go that route? Who is it? How did yeah. that sort of come together? So on Fitness Informant, I have plenty of relationships with sports nutrition brands, the you know, owners, I'm friends with them. And I said, if we're going to do this, we have to do it differently. So the one we made in the food processor, we used uh, a protein from a company called Primeval Labs. And that's why I was like, why don't we showcase what the protein brand is like we're, we're we're talking collaborations in our world with major cpg companies why don't i collaborate within our world uh there are other brands that do protein uppers and they do them well they just don't disclose that because they don't need to they go right to the source and they source their protein unflavored we source flavored proteins from reputable companies it we live in a world in which consumers want as much transparency and information as possible boom right on the top of each lid we tell you which protein which flavor which source we're using and we're the only brand that does that. And it's a unique selling proposition for us to the retailer, to the retailer, to the consumer. Uh, and we just did a consumer research on uh, that most companies don't do. And it's extremely important to our customers. Yeah, for, for some education there, as far as even in the supplement world about the disclosure part, uh, I, it's not it's not talking about, I don't think enough, but give us again, a little more context there, educate us. Why are, are those folks doing it? I think Ghost was kind of one of the first that started disclosing a little bit more because people are basically using these words proprietary and things like that to not disclose. Right. But the reality is it's like, here, here's our formula. You want to duplicate it, go for it. But at the end of the day, the ones that succeed long-term in any product is the brand, is mm -hmm. the affinity and emotional connection to the brand. And if you have the consumer on board, then that's the win of it all. Right. I mean, a, a health and wellness consumer wants to know what they put in their body. And the advent of social media and the digital age, it, it magnified that tenfold. When I first started Fitness Informant, I started Fitness Informant because we didn't have transparency, because we didn't know what we were putting in our body. I was taking pre-workouts that made me feel like I was taking drugs. And, and, and quite honestly, that's probably what I was taking because that's what was put in some of this stuff. Now, because of certain brands championing the model and saying, hey, here it is. Here's our formula. We're going to win on brand equity and authenticity. Copy us if you want. Now the consumer will go in, in this space. And if it says proprietary, they step back and they wonder, why are you hiding something from me? Is it because you're underdosing? Is it because, you know, there's a, a plethora of different facts. And companies who still use proprietary blends will say that. We don't want somebody copying our formula. Mark, it doesn't cost a lot of money to get a formula tested. I and mean, if you have a million dollar product, I'm going to send it and get it tested and figure out what that formula is. And it's going to cost me two grand, you know? So it, that's a bad excuse, but uh, consumers, but it's also funny because that same consumer, they don't necessarily require Diet Coke or Coke to disclose their formula, but when it comes to their supplements, they, they, re they require it and they expect it now. Well said. Uh, and there's a lot to unpack in there, especially that latter piece about the people that often bark about this one thing or doing another that's very similar. Right. Uh, I, we could talk on 10 different subjects when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, let's talk about retail. Your first move, I know we'll talk about Vitamin Shop, which is this big play. Shout out, Vitamin Shop. Um, I, I know you're a fan, you know, I'm a fan of that retail environment, uh, sp specific to nutrition supplements. I think they are the play, um, for, for multiple reasons. 
why did you choose them? How did you get connected? I think is a piece that will be helpful to people. We get inquiries all the time. I'm sure you do too. Hey, who's the buyer? Who's this? Give us, give us a lay of the land there. Yeah. I mean, I, we started out in small, small retail, right? Mom and pop supplement shops, built a following there, made sure we leveraged our social media and made sure that we showed how authentic we were as a brand. And then the vitamin shop piece came literally, I use one tool that is underutilized in the world and that's LinkedIn. I found the buyer. I old school sent samples. She loved it. Developed a great relationship. Now we're you know nationwide in all the vitamin shop stores. Um, but really, I knew the play was okay. Vitamin shop was the fit for us. Not anything against GNC. Vitamin shop just puts more, uh, more like they put the, the magnifying glass more on on the go nutrition than GNC does. And I knew like in terms of grocery, there are certain chains of grocery stores who really focus more on like health first products, like a Hy-Vee, like an HEB, like a Harmons um, that we wanted to go and, and made sure that we could be in those stores because we want to be successful. And then we can, at that point, hopefully the brand will, will become big enough that it'd be recognizable, maybe knock on wood at a target or something along those lines in the future. Well said. Uh, well said. Yeah. And LinkedIn, uh, is definitely underutilized. I think it's becoming more utilized, right? As we get uh, louder on that channel, we talk about it so much more. I'm sure we've connected with mutual people on that platform. Um, but one key piece is because you do get these messages like, hey, who's the buyer? Or How do I reach out or whatever it is? Do what I even still do, right? People don't believe it. I still will go and private message somebody that I'm looking to have uh, some sort of partnership or a value add, yep. you know, dealings with, right? That's how it should always be premised, by the way. Um, and so we don't know everybody. People may think we do because we've been around or we have, we know this one person or that person and we connect it that way. There's nothing wrong with a cold, you know, hey, this is what we're doing and this is how, why we believe we'd be a great partner type of uh, communication, I mean, like, again, go, go speak on that a little bit more, even on some of the stuff that you're doing with all the, all the, you know, sort of connections that you already have. Yeah. I do the same thing. I still PM people. Uh, even if it's not the right person, I will find an employee of that company and hope that they know the person. Right. Or I will literally post a status and be like, Hey, if anybody can help me find the buyer here, done it twice, high V and H E B, um, you know, and, and if it works great and if it doesn't, it, it didn't hurt anything. Right. So um, I think people who, who say it's super hard to find the buyer, I think it's an excuse. You can really do it. You just put some time in and put some effort, um, especially on LinkedIn. You could find now whether or not they want to speak to you is a different story, but at least you're giving it, you know, an effort. And, not that there's anything wrong with brokers. I think there's a place for that, but it's just not our model on Fitbutters. So I want that direct connection with the stores and that relationship because we're really, I've always said, we're not a transactional brand. We're a relationship brand. Like anybody who purchases from us is now our family and we want to treat them as such. Um, and sometimes like with a middleman, again, nothing wrong with that. We've done some middleman stuff. We lose that connection. And, and that's where, for me, I, I, I need that. I want that on the brand. I like that. Talk about content. Uh, shout out, Josh Shaw. Shout out. Um, like content, right? Uh, give us a little bit of what you do with him. For instance, I know you do it more with him. Maybe you do other things as well, but uh, there's just consistency there and you've been doing it for quite some time. What is the programming that you do there? And give us uh, your own sort of commentary as far as that content and how it helps you, not just as an individual brand, but the brand that you're building with Fit Butters. 
Yeah, the cool thing. So Josh and I are probably two of the only MBAs in the sports nutrition world. Not that that means that we're better than anybody else because we're not, but we think differently. Uh, so, you know, I spent time in corporate America, General Mills, Hormel. He spent time with Microsoft. So we think differently. We don't fall into the bubble that is sports nutrition and, and have this like linear vision or tunnel vision. So we try to bring in aspects from the CPG world and overlay it in the sports nutrition and how do they interact with each other, if at all. Um, sometimes we won't even talk about sports nutrition. But for me, that's good because instead of potentially sitting down and, you know, reading a book for half an hour a day, which I will do speaking with Josh makes me think differently as well. And it helps keep me on my toes and keeps me thinking actively all the time. So we always say like, it's not content is King, it's context is King. So we try to cover topics that we find relevant, not only to ourselves, but to our, our viewers or listening audiences. And we challenge ourselves to go outside of even our own realm of things. So we do our own research and bring, so whether it's there with Josh or maybe some stuff I do on fitness informant, like I try to do things differently than what everybody else does, because that's obviously how you grow a brand and grow a business is you do things just a little bit differently, but honestly, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's like, I really enjoyed school. Mark, like it was fun. I like, I love school. I wanted to be a college professor. So this is school for me. I go back, I keep my brain and mind fresh, and then I can apply it. You know, hearing something from Josh, apply it to fit butters or maybe a guest like yourself or somebody else that comes on. It's like Mark said something really cool. I need to, I need to look into that for fit butters and we do it. One thing that I pull from this and I knew setting this up. And when I saw your name come up, I was like, I was excited about where, where, what was going to happen is the passion that you have. And I know you get this all the time. So it's going to sound redundant and everything, but when you're talking about this, people can feel it. And I know they say this to you, right? They say, uh, like, wow, you're really bad. You know, it's kind of like this cliche thing. Wow, you're really passionate. And you kind of want to be like, of course I am. This is my life in so many ways. Mm -hmm. like, and people, by the way, he's got a gym downstairs and all that. Like we, we live health and wellness, right? Maybe a little bit differently in what we do and how we do it, but we live health and wellness. So when we're talking about this platform we're building, even one where you're talking content, right? That piece of it, when you're talking on that platform, you're talking with passion. When you're building your brand and you are talking to a buyer or a prospect or a vendor, right? I always say you're always selling, you're always selling. But the way you communicate has this extra energy that's wildly different than most. It's not to ever take away from what others are building in CBG. Somebody has a new seltzer water, somebody has a new, you know, bar. And, you know, oftentimes there's this like, there's a slight commentary as to why they started. Well, my kid had this, or I noticed there was no slow sugar. Sorry, that was my voice of like, uh, yeah, you get what I mean? So when people talk to us, it's, wow, you, you're like excited about this and you go, I know, I love this. Mm -hmm. What What is that? Like, what, what, how much, you know, what is all that? It's me, man. I mean, here's the problem though. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Like when I'm speaking to my production team, I'm fired up all the time and they might not be as fired up as me. So they don't understand why I'm reacting the way that I react. It's like, I, you know, and, and so I have to have those conversations with my team. It's like, this is just who I am. Like, I'm passionate about this. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I love what I do. And I get it if you're on the line, worker, maybe you're not as passionate about it as I am. So it's hard to meet me in the middle. So I have to taper myself at, at times, but I don't like to, it's an effort for me to draw it in. Um, and I think, you know, like getting my wife and having her agree to marry me was me being passionate about like, anything that I've accomplished in life. It, it's been done with passion, but that, that for me, it's like, if you're not passionate about something, then why do it? So 
you know, if you're talking to me about something that I'm doing, obviously I'm going to be passionate about it. I love it. I'm going to come at you at 110 miles an hour. I probably could slow my chat down a little bit, but you know what? I got stuff to accomplish today, Mark. I don't have time to speak slowly all the time. It's all good. It is all good. All right, let's finish this off. Give us uh, where do you want Fit Butters to be in 12 months? So it's August 21. Where do you where do you see yourself next year, summer? Uh, I think we're going to get Publix in November. So, I mean, that'll be massive at 1,200 stores. I would desperately love to get HEB, and I'd love to expand our relationship with Vitamin Shop. So we have five SKUs in shop right now doing extremely well. Uh, our main competitor there, I think, has 11 or 12. So not to necessarily need to steal shelf space from them, but I think we could complement them. You know, if somebody wants their brand, awesome. Like I say, and you say this too, there's room for everybody. I don't want to, you know, cause anybody to lose business or lose their job, but like we all can win. So I'd like to grow with our existing customers, get one to two big strategic accounts, like a Publix, like an HEB. Um, and then my biggest thing is I don't want to grow too quickly. I want to scale with responsibility because if you grow too quickly, as you know, cash flow becomes an issue and you can put yourself out of business as well. And uh, we cannot do that. That is all true. Uh, good stuff, Ryan. I knew I knew you'd come with fire. Uh, Jared, it's up to yes. you now, okay, to follow that up. <laughs> all right, just kidding. <laughs> Jared, we got Elastic Suite. Tell us what it's all about. Elastic Suite, right? So we're a, basically a, B and B, a B2B e-commerce platform. So think of the North Face, Patagonias of the world, those outdoor brands, they create new product lines. They need to get that out to the street to their specialty retail stores. So we're the conduit in between of how those specialty retail store buyers uh, purchase from those brands, as well as how their sales representatives work with. Anywhere from you know, digital catalogs, custom catalogs, placing orders, uh, whiteboarding and merchandising all within the platform, all the way to online payment and integrating with ERP systems. So, and it starts with like the, the smallest level digital marketplace, similar to maybe the fairs of the world, but our specialty is again, outdoor surf, snow. That's kind of where this company has its roots and where it's grown. We own that vert those vertical markets. So that digital marketplace, if you were a brand that was trying to expand your retail doors, right? We bring 30,000 buyers to those digital marketplaces to basically get exposure for your brand. And then it can move up to simple tools to help that brand buy from you up into, again, fully automated integrated systems where they're buying and you're just getting the orders on the backside into the SAPs of the world or NetSuite of the world. Very cool. Jared's info. Ryan's info, great having you both. Be well, have a successful week. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it.